What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. In Joe Biden's America, gas prices are higher, job reports are nearly 750,000 under estimates, the border is in crisis, oh, and also people don't want to work. This is Rob Smith is problematic. So the title of this week's episode, or today's episode, since I'm twice a week now, by the way, if you did not know, Rob Smith is Problematic is on Tuesdays and Fridays from now on. But the title of this episode is Joe Biden is Destroying America, (laughs) right? Not very subtle, because that is exactly what is going on. And, And I have to tell you guys. What is happening in this country right now and what is happening as a result of Joe Biden's either leadership or lack thereof, whichever, you know, you you want to put it. And I think it's lack thereof. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But what is going on right now is very bad and it is so much worse than I thought. So let's really break down exactly what has happened in the first 100 or so days of the Biden administration. First of all, I don't know if anybody realized, and this is um, and this is just a cultural thing. This is just a feeling that I have as an American. Remember when Joe Biden was the unity candidate? Remember when he was going to bring America together because we were just all so divided because of me and old Mr. Trump with his bad tweets? He was supposed to be the unity candidate. He was supposed to bring uh, America together. He has done nothing of the sort. This country is as divided as it was during the Trump years 
if not more. And the reason that it is like this right now is because the far left and the critical race theory people and the race hustlers people and all of these people, they're emboldened by what is going on right now. We'll get into the critical race theory race hustlers a little bit later, but people are still at each other's throats. The mainstream media is still continuing to divide us. And you have to look at exactly what is going on right now, exactly why we are still divided. The mainstream media, and mind you, this is 100 days into this Biden administration, this presidency that they all wanted so bad. This is what they wanted. They wanted Grandpa Joe to come swoop in and bring America together. And so what we have seen in the mainstream media is nonstop. They are still talking about January 6th. These people will never stop talking about this, right? Because if they don't stop talking about January 6th and if they don't start talking, stop talking about the things that don't matter, people may actually wake up to the things that are actually happening in this country right now. So let's talk about what is actually happening, right? Gas prices, are at a six-year high. This means that gas prices are as high as they have been in six years. By the way, there is a shortage right now. You have seen the videos on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, social media of cars in line. I saw there was a video that I saw of people getting into a physical altercation over gas. These people were, were fist fighting at the gas pump, mind you. So this is the America that we are living in right now. We have an America in which we just had an American oil pipeline hacked by the Russians, literally hacked by the Russians, completely shut it down. So this is what is going on in Joe Biden's America right now. If you do not listen to alternative media sources, if you don't listen to, to people like me, if you don't listen to you know the, the Bonginos and, and, and the people on social media of the world, you would have no idea that any of this stuff is happening. If you watched CNN and MSNBC and let them dictate to you what was the most important thing going on right now, you would think that the only thing that is going on in America right now is Liz Cheney getting stripped of a House leadership position. You would think that that is the most important thing going on in America right now. And I will get to that later in the show because I think that there are fundamental themes that are going on with that that are worth being talked about. But so we had this American oil pipeline hacked. The border, as I have spoken to you guys about in the past is completely out of control, right? We've gotten, uh, we've got crossings, trafficking, fentanyl coming up, all of that stuff. And so what is going on with Joe Biden as the leader of the free world right now is so much worse than I thought it would be. And the most terrifying thing about what is going on right now is that when you see Joe Biden, he is so old and so frail and so weak, he does not project strong leadership. And this is going to be controversial, but I'm just going to say it. If Look, if there's going to be a Democrat in office and they're going to destroy the country because this is what they do, every they, they swoop in, they destroy things, the Republicans have to come fix it, at least give you somebody that is young, at least somebody that projects some sort of authority and some sort of strength to our adversaries around the world watching because Joe Biden does nothing of the sort. There was a clip that just came out over Twitter. And mind you, you have to go on Twitter to see these things because you will not see them on, on CNN, MSNBC, etc. Joe Biden is just 
he's live. So he didn't know he's live. He's another Zoom call with world leaders, which I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's wearing the mask for this one or what. You know, so he's live and has been live for about a minute, and he's just doddering on in this way that your grandfather would. Just like if your grandfather is just talking to you just about gibberish, things that he did 30, 40, 50 years ago. This is where Joe Biden is in his mind right now. This is where he is in the world. And yet he is being propped up by the far left as the leader of the free world. This is really bad for America. And it's not bad just for the visual, mind you, because optics are not everything. Uh, Mind you, Trump, you know, uh, was rough around the edges and had mean tweets and all of that stuff. But my God, did that man get things done? My God, am I missing him right now? There are even some people that did not vote for him. There are people that voted for Biden that are missing Trump right now because their eyes are starting to be open to exactly what happens when a Democrat is president. I think it's very interesting that the mainstream media right now basically exists to divert your attention away from what you are actually seeing with your own two eyes, right? So don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your eyes and your ears. Believe the New York Times. Because if you listen to the New York Times, they're going to tell you that race and racism is the most important thing happening right now. They will pummel into your head January 6th, what happened at the Capitol. They will say this stuff over and over again. Don Lemon will cry crocodile tears on CNN every single night because this is the game plan right now. This is the game plan. The game plan is for you to be distracted and for you not to see what is going on in the world and not to see it with your own two eyes. And this is in addition to these multiple multi-trillion dollar stimulus packages, which by the way, are incentivizing people not to work. So there is a worker shortage right now in America because these people do not want to work because they are getting monopoly money from the government. What is going on right now, all of this money that's floating around, quote unquote, stimulating the economy and all of that stuff. And you know, I said this to my producers right before we started, just we were getting into this stuff. This is fake. This stimulation of the economy right now that's going on is fake because I'm going to tell you what's happening. There are people and I gave, you know, my sister, my sister's not a public figure, but she gave me permission to 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 tell this story of, of what she was going through. So my sister manages a restaurant and she basically said, I cannot find people to come into work. So since she's a manager She's on salary, so she's working 80, 90, 100-hour weeks because these people do not want to go into work because they are being artificially stimulated by these stimulus packages. So they're getting $1,500 per kid, and they're getting $2,800 per couple stimulus. And mind you, for some people, they will just be walking around like they're rich based on this. Oh, I don't got to go to work. You know, I got my STEMI. I got all of this other stuff. It is not real. This is very fake. Mind you, I have to be very clear about how fake the stimulus money is. And once that stimulus money runs out, these people are going to have to get back to work. But also, they're not going to be spending in this way. Inflation is already going up, and we are heading for a crash 
in this economy. I'm telling you guys, this is nothing that I'm fearing for. The hope is that we, under Trump, we had the greatest economy the world has ever seen. And that is pretty much ruined. And that was ruined by coronavirus, yes, but that was also ruined by the response to coronavirus, right? And so Biden is failing. And there's no other way to spin it, the fact that he is failing. And that is just what's happening right now. And you can see this stuff with your own two eyes. But why he is failing is very interesting. And I want you to listen to this very interesting take that Rick Grinnell had, uh, has on what is happening. He is right now driving the left's heads crazy. Uh, he is exploding leftist heads on Twitter because this is his take on exactly what is going on in the White House. Susan Rice has been appointed as domestic policy advisor. That's a joke. She doesn't know anything about domestic policy. However, what it indicates is that we are going to run our international policy, of which Susan Rice is an expert. She was at the UN. She was national security advisor. She was rumored to be secretary of state, but she didn't have the votes, the Senate confirmation votes enough to get there. So she's a foreign policy expert that's been placed in the domestic policy role. And that is just a clear signal that all of our international issues, our foreign policies are going to be treated like domestic policy. And what this means is when when you read Ilhan Omar's uh, tweet, this is a problem for the Democratic Party. The foreign policy mess that they are creating is a mess because they are placating the far left domestically. It's part of that cancel culture, identity politics. They're beating up on Israel because it pleases the far left. They are trying to reach out to uh, Iran and pretend like the Iranian regime should be respected because it pleases the far progressive left. This is the upside down world of the Biden administration. President Biden is too weak to stop the progressive lefts from taking over the domestic and foreign policy. Kamala Harris does not understand what's going on because she's not an expert on foreign policy. And Susan Rice is really happy that Biden is too weak. Kamala is uh, totally distracted with the 50-50 Senate and has to be up at the Senate. She's running the show. We have a a shadow president in Susan Rice and no one is paying attention. So I found that take by uh, Rick Grinnell very interesting. And mind you, the left is exploding right now because uh, he um, criticized Susan Rice, who is a black woman. And of course, you know, you can't criticize a black woman because then you're racist. And so that's the conversation that's going on. But the more interesting thing to me is that he's basically saying, and and Rick Grinnell, like, this is no, like, Rick Grinnell, this is no hack, okay? Um, This is somebody that's a foreign policy expert, the, the ambassador to Germany, a lot of different things going on here. And what's very interesting with his take on what's going on in this White House right now is that they are basically placating the far left with things that that really don't matter in, in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, the, the the squad, Ilhan Omar, Twitter, the progressives, all of that stuff. Because like, here's the thing, and you have to realize this, and you have to realize uh, uh, the progressive left and, and on Twitter, these, these people are children, right? Uh, and so as long as the kids have toys to play with, and as long as they say that they see the quote unquote right things being said, 
Um, they will not care or they will make excuses for every single thing that is going bad. And what you have to understand about the far left, and you have to understand about the people in the mainstream media who are cheerleading all of this stuff, what you have to understand is that a lot of these people are at a certain point, especially the media personalities, uh, the journalists, the professional uh, political grifters, all of this stuff. These people are in a situation in which they are more or less inoculated from some of the bad stuff that's going on right now. So they're inoculated from high gas prices and the inflation and, and all of that stuff. So they don't really care. The only thing they care about is whether or not Joe Biden is saying the right things. The only thing they care about is whether or not Kamala Harris is a black woman in the White House. They care about very superficial things. But they have been taught to care about these very superficial things because when very real good things were happening under Republican administrations or under the Trump administration, et cetera, it is ignored. And so that's what's going on right now. And so you really have to understand not only how Biden is failing and how he is destroying America, but why he is being allowed and how he is being allowed to destroy this country. And this is scary because I do not know where this goes. I have a hope that Republicans can take back the House in 2022. I have a hope that Republicans can take back the presidency in 2024 and take back the Senate and all that stuff. Because I'm telling you, to clean up the mess that is going on right now is not going to happen in two, three, four years. It is going to take a long time. And I am shocked at how much of a mess Joe Biden has been able to make out of America in literally less than four months. So the only hope that we have, the only hope that we have right now is that we take back the House and Senate and eventually the presidency. And for God's sakes, Kirsten Cinema, Joe Manchin, moderate Democrats, Democrats that have not lost the plot, Democrats that have not gone into socialism and communism and all of this other stuff. We are praying for you to keep America back from the brink because America is on the brink of absolute failure with Joe Biden at the helm. And folks, this is scary. Next up, critical race theory strikes again. I'm going to give you a primer as to what it actually is, the ways that it is infecting even government-mandated trainings, and how some people are fighting back. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So there's a lot of talk about critical race theory right now. And I want to talk a little bit about what exactly critical race theory is, because a lot of people are talking about it and they don't know what it is. And, and I think that sunlight is the best disinfectant here. So you have to know what something is in order to fight it, right? 
And I took it upon myself to, to educate myself very thoroughly about this. I was on uh, Fox News primetime at, late, late last week with uh, Pete Hegseth. And we had a really good training, uh, or a really good segment about how critical race theory has gotten to the highest levels of the Pentagon. And it's basically wokeifying the military. It's basically destroying it. I'm going to do a, an, an entire episode um, in a couple of weeks about the wokeification of the United States military. So definitely look out for that. But... As I was preparing for this segment, I wanted to be very clear about what critical race theory was, like how it started. So critical race theory started, um, the, the, the person that is looked at as sort of like the, the godfather of critical race theory, um, this started at New York University in the 70s. So what critical race theory is, this was supposed to look at the law and policy through a, a racial discrimination perspective. So this was intended to root out racial discrimination in the law and in public policy, right? So that is how this initially started. And the argument can be made that there were some gains that were made on a pure policy level when critical race theory is applied in a purely legal sense. So we talk about mass incarceration, um, which has been become a bipartisan issue. Uh, this has become a bipartisan issue so much in a way that the most comprehensive criminal justice reform in a generation was passed under President Trump. This is something that Ted Cruz voted for. This is something that uh, Senator Rand Paul voted for. So this is something that, that came about as a result of critical race theorists studying the law and policy, right? So what is going on right now? What, what we are seeing with critical race theory when we talk about these diversity trainings and, and what's going on in the, the school system and, and all of this stuff, this is critical race theory perverted and turned into leftist gobbledygook. So, so this is not critical race theory. What this is, um, is this is leftist claptrap that is used to divide America. And so the people that have hopped onto this, I call this the diversity trainer slash race hustle. Um, diversity trainers and, and race hustlers have been hustling for decades. Like this is nothing new. Um, but calling it critical race theory is something that's new because to the far left, um, calling it something that it's not is legitimizing basically this nonsense that people are talking um, under the guise of diversity trainer race hustling. These are people that have no real skills, um, no real training. These are not legal scholars. They're not even PhDs half the time. These are just people that found a hustle. And so they can talk about being black and they can talk about all of this stuff and they can read the books from the, the theorists and all of this other stuff. And when this gets into schools and when this gets into the training and all of this other stuff, um, it, it just becomes divisive. And this just becomes about breaking black and white people off into two different groups. So in the idea of the critical race theorist people, if you're black, you're the oppressed. And if you're white, you're the oppressor. And it is that black and white. It is, it is cut and dry. And this is literally what they believe. So I want to play for you a clip. This is a quote-unquote diversity training. This is government-mandated and government-funded, which means that somebody's tax dollars are paying for this. Uh, and this was happening um, at the Maryland Parks Department. This is their diversity training. So I want you to listen to what's going on here. Um, enact violence against those who violated uh, those laws, but then also you have police enforcement um, 
uh, generating from that uh, sort of uh, potential for crossing, you know, lines of, of you know, equalities, separation, but equality. Um, and so that is why today something that I'm, I'm frequently asked is, you know, there are good cops and there are bad cops, right? Um, so people will say, you know, not all cops are bad, you know, even though there are some bad apples, but you have to look at the institution more generally. You rarely, if ever, hear someone say, well, there were probably good Nazis, right? Like there were good Nazis, even though there were a lot of bad Nazis, right? Because we can accept that the entire institution of Nazism, the entire Nazi regime was bad. Right. And so there's no way for you to be a co-conspirator or to exist in such a way that you stand by or that you stand silent when certain acts of gratuitous violence are waged against um, Jewish prisoners or um, in such a way that you um exist within the organization, right, whether you're taking action or not, right? Um, joining the ranks in and of itself um, is seen as a heinous and terrible thing. And so when we talk about good cops versus bad cops, we should ask ourselves why we are centering that specifically on this institution when in other circumstances, when the primary victims are seen to be um, either um, closer to humanity, even though I mentioned before that inter-ethnic con conflict, um, that when the victims are perceived to be closer to an ideal form of humanity, the institution of its in and of itself can be criticized as opposed to, you know, when the victims are uh, people of color or black folks, then it's like, well, we have to make these exceptions here versus these exceptions here. So it's important to really consider that. Okay, first of all, if you're like me, you have no idea what, what what on earth this woman was just talking about, first of all. But so this is where we are right now. This makes zero sense. This is not going to bring white people and black people and Latino people and Asian people in the workplace closer together. So what is this about? What is this for? And so you have to understand that the critical race theory people, there is no end game to this, okay? Um, for the critical race theory people that are in the squad in Congress, like we all know that their end game is communism, their end game is Marxism, their end game is socialism. We know that. But the people that are making thousands of dollars to talk about stuff like this and government mandated diversity trainings that are paid for with your tax tax dollars. And this is a Maryland, this is a Maryland right here. Uh, this is completely ridiculous. But mind you, literally multiply this by a million. And this is what is going on right now in society. Now, I'm going to have an interview uh, in the next couple of weeks with a guy who has made it his mission to root all of this stuff out. You know, the Disney company was doing stuff like this. Um, Fortune 500 companies are doing stuff like this. Uh, this was the Maryland Parks Department. So this stuff is everywhere. And you have to understand that hiring some low-level race-hustling diversity trainer to talk gibberish to people for $5,000 for an hour is not bringing people together. It's not helping anything. It's not solving any issues. This is just a hustle for them. And the unintended effect in what this has on people, what this has on American people is that this divides us more than ever. Okay? We are not 
at the place that we need to be in terms of race relations. Like, I understand that. I understand that in, in a country with so many different races and so many different colors and all of that stuff, we're going to be fraught with this kind of racial tension. But it doesn't get solved by this. This is crap. This is divisive. This is racist. This is calling, this is comparing police officers to Nazis. Who does this help? The only person that the critical race theory crap like this helps is the diversity trainer who is cashing a check. Because she doesn't have to do nothing but just be black and read some other crap and spout it out and go cash her checks. But luckily, and I'm thanking God, that people are standing up to this. People are fighting back. Now listen to this clip. This is a black woman in uh, Virginia at a school board meeting. I'm going to assume that this woman is a mother, and she is putting critical race theory on blast, and she is demolishing it. Check this out. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now I have a dream that we will implement love, not hate, or supporting another Jim Crow's agenda. CRT is not an honest dialogue. It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors so we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving, without deceiving people. Today, we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we asked for today, to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully. Drop the mic. And I'm telling you, to stop this, to stop critical race theory in its tracks, to stop it from being put into the school systems across the country, to stop this stuff from being um, mandated for diversity trainings and corporations, to stop this stuff, all of us need to stand up and fight against it, right? This woman... This is a black woman. This is a black mother that is over this. And the biggest issue that I have with critical race theory when it comes to them indoctrinating schools with this in public school systems is that in these public school systems, let me tell you something. Some of these kids can barely read. Some of these kids can barely read, write, and do math at the grade reading level. They're not even at the reading level, but instead of teaching them the skills that they actually need to exist in this world, they want to indoctrinate these children, specifically the black kids, into being victims from birth. And I'm telling you, if they can get this stuff into the school system and they can get BLM and they can get critical race theory, and they can get everything else into these public school systems so that they can indoctrinate these black kids into thinking they are victims literally from kindergarten, right? They're going to have a perpetual class of angry, aggrieved victims by the time they graduate high school, and then they just go get indoctrinated again at colleges and universities. 
The only reason, the only way that we can stop this is to keep standing up, to keep exposing this, and to do what this Virginia mother did, which is to stand up, speak out, and fight back. The fight against critical race theory in our schools, in these corporations, and even getting taxpayer-funded and mandated diversity trainings, this stuff is only just beginning. And I promise you, we will win, but we have to stand up and fight. Coming up, Liz Cheney has been ousted from her position in House leadership. It is all anybody has been talking about for this entire week, especially if you watch the mainstream media. And I want to give you my take on this when we get back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So if you watch MSNBC, if you watch CNN, if you watch the mainstream media, you will have been exposed to nothing else but the quote-unquote divisions in the GOP. Oh, the GOP is so divided. They are voting to oust Liz Cheney from House leadership. And oh, this is just a struggle for the soul of the GOP and all of this crap that they say to their brain-dead viewers on MSNBC. So if you have been watching this stuff this week, you have seen nothing else but this. You have seen nothing about the American oil pipeline that was attacked by Russian hackers. You've seen nothing about gas prices being as high as they have been in six years. You've seen nothing about the gas shortage. You've seen nothing about the border. Uh, You have seen nothing about inflation. No, no. If you're watching the mainstream media, the most important thing on earth that is happening is a, you know, some multimillionaire uh, politician getting pushed out of the leadership position. And, And so this is my take on all of this stuff. Honestly, this is very, very simple. And once you start seeing this stuff, you can't unsee it. Any Republican that is given any sort of uh, FaceTime by CNN, MSNBC, or mainstream media, any Republican that is given a softball interview, any Republican where uh, mainstream journalists are, are, are being interested in what they have to say, They're only doing that because they think that this person can be used against the Republican Party or that they can be used against Trump or that they can be used against the GOP. That is all that we're seeing right here. And it's just so obvious that I just want to really break it down and make sure that you understand exactly what is going on here. So now I want you to listen to Liz Cheney. Talking to Savannah Guthrie. This is on the Today Show. This is, you know, a softball that she did on the Today Show. Um, and, and this is what Liz Cheney has to say about why she's going to war with Trump and the GOP and, you know, trying to save Republican principles. Your critics say is instead of talking about President Biden, we're talking about Liz Cheney that that is really at the heart of what this vote is about and why they want you out of leadership. 
Look, I've been very clear that I think President Biden's policies are dangerous. You know, every single day I'm fighting against those policies and we'll continue to do that. My view is to be as effective as we can be to fight against those things. Our party has to be based on truth. To be a leader in the Republican Party right now, do you have to buy the lie? I think it's important for those of us who refuse to do that to be willing to stand up. And I obviously believe that the Republican Party policies are much better for the country. But I also know that we cannot convince people that they should put their trust in us if we are building our party on a foundation of lies. What is the hold that President Trump has on the party? Well, it's very dangerous. How do you explain it? I think it's a cult of personality. And I think people were, were betrayed and misled by him. It's a real betrayal now that he's willing to try to unravel the democracy to get back into power. 70% of the Republican Party right now believes President Trump's lies about the election. So if you're out of lockstep with the party, why should you be in leadership? Leadership is about uh, leading and, and it's about telling the truth. And it's about making sure that people understand how important these fundamental principles are. And I think that, that you know, that is incumbent upon anybody who's elected, upon anybody who's uh, in leadership, to tell the truth. All right. So, look, first of all, um, all of these people are disgusting. <laughs> Liz Cheney is gross. Mind you, this is the daughter of Liz Cheney, former vice president, the one who was the architect behind the Iraq war lie. So what you have to understand about a lot of these swamp creatures that have been floating around D.C. forever, and I've said this to you guys before, and I will say this to you again, they do not like the new Republican Party. They do not like all of these people that Donald Trump has brought in. They do not like all of these working class people. They do not like all of these black people. They do not like all of these gay people. They do not like this. Okay? And I'm talking about the swamp establishment Republicans do not like this. And so these swampy establishment Republicans like Liz Cheney will do whatever they have to do to sort of gain and, 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 and to keep power or money or wealth or whatever. And so what she is doing is basically turning her back on the party right now, basically going into the Never Trump thing. The Lincoln Project has been ruined and all of those people have been ruined. So there is a huge lane for a Republican Never Trumpers to, to get a pat on the head from MSNBC and CNN and the Today Show and Hollywood and all of that stuff. So there's an opportunity for them to do that. This is not about principles. This, this Cheney doesn't have principles. It's not about these people don't have principles. So this is not about her having principles. This is about her saving her own self. She doesn't like President Trump. She doesn't like these people. There are people, there were so many amazing things that happened during the Trump presidency. They do not like these people. They do not like the working class people, at least the people on the left, Democrats, are pretty open about their hatred of working class people. They are pretty open about um, how elitist and smug they are. They are pretty open about that. But these Republicans like, like Liz Cheney, um, they have to hide their disdain for the types of people that are coming into the party. And they do this by saying, oh, they have a problem with Trump. They, he's a cult of personality. He's all this. He's all that. Donald Trump is not the president anymore. OK, um, people are still and, and, and yet they're still talking about what happened at the Capitol. They're still talking about the election stuff. 
These people cannot quit Donald Trump. The mainstream media cannot twi- quit him because their numbers are absolutely tanking. CNN is doing horribly. So is MSNBC. Um, people like Liz Cheney cannot quit him because she is um, on an island. She has no power in the party anymore. She is loathed and she is hated. And this is not just because of the Trump thing. Because look. There is a way to be a prominent Republican and say, I don't believe in a lot of what President Trump says about the election, but we can still talk about election integrity. There is a way to be a prominent Republican and say, I don't like every single thing that Donald Trump does, and I'm not going to be a Trump cheerleader, but when it's good, I'm going to say that it's good. There is a way to do that. She is not interested in doing that because she doesn't gain power and money and wealth and influence in this way. So the only thing that she is doing right now is she is hopping into the never Trump void that was left by the Lincoln Project. It's a grift. Um, Just like Adam Kinzinger, it's a grift. These never Trump people, these never Trump Republican conservatives, this is a grift. Okay. And so that is what's going on right now. So spare me from the daughter of basically the architect of the Iraq war lie. Spare me to talk about principles because this is not about principles. This is about saving yourself, Liz Cheney. So she's done. She is not in a position of leadership. Her run for president, if she runs, will be an absolute joke funded by nobody but never Trumpers who want to see her be a spoiler. And she knows this. These people are not stupid. She knows exactly who is going to fund uh, this potential run for president. I think that she will probably be challenged. She will probably not be somebody that is in Congress for very long. And at this point, we should stop listening to anything she has to say because it is not relevant. It is not real. This is somebody with no integrity and no morals. She wants to call the, the Trump thing a cult of personality. Well, look, Liz Cheney. At least Trump has one. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow problematics so much for listening. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars at Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio, researcher Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network.